0: You're listening to iOS Dev Break, 15 minutes of current events, tips, and advice for iOS developers, including, but not limited to, discussions of Swift, iOS, watchOS, and tvOS. Welcome to iOS Dev Break, episode 41. This is sort of a post-post-WWDC uh, episode. It's been quite a while since I've done an episode, so I need to, again, apologize for uh, not keeping up to date to, on this. But, um, you know, running a, a podcast is challenging sometimes, um, especially given the fact that you're also trying to do this in the, the middle of life and work, uh, if you have a, a jobby job and also uh, maybe side projects and that kind of thing. And uh, I think the last time that I recorded, we were talking about, um, or actually the last time I published an episode, we'll get to that in a second, was when I was talking about Swift Remote Studio. And Swift Remote Studio does still exist. It's kind of dormant at the moment, but it's there. Um, I had to kind of uh, shut it down mostly. It was getting to be quite a, um, a lot of work to manage. And it's one of those things, it reminds me of how Marco Armit felt about uh, when he was running the magazine, that it sounded like a great idea and he jumped right into it. But then after a while, he realized he didn't want to be running a magazine anymore. And that's kind of uh, how I was approaching this, which was uh, the first, first of all, the cost of running the community side of the thing was just, it was way too expensive and there were other options that I probably could have taken, but I didn't really care for those. So, uh, so I went ahead and kind of stripped it all back. And um, so now there's a sort of a core group of us who are uh, there on a regular basis. If you would like to try it out, you can contact me at uh, let's see, let's do Evan at swiftremotestudio.com, and that's a good a good email to catch me at and. So yeah, so it, it, it still exists um, and um, there's a, a handful of us who are regularly uh, using it and we meet for our Monday coffee meeting and also on Friday for a uh, sort of a goal setting meeting. It's had several names, but at this point it's kind of an indie iOS developer goals setting meeting. And so uh, we actually uh, check on the progress of our goals over the last week and then set ones for the next one. And so uh, even though Swift Remote Studio is kind of on the back burner for me uh, for right now, uh, it's, this has been really useful to be able to get into these kind of accountability meetings. And uh, I think that was really the purpose that I set it up for in the beginning was to help other people do this also. So uh, if you're an indie iOS developer and or aspiring to do so and you want to talk to others who are doing this, uh, it doesn't. You know, require a whole lot so, uh, and then and it's it, it's free now, there's no there's no charge at this point, uh, so uh, you can you can contact me if you want to uh join there, um, but uh, that wasn't really the whole focus of this thing, I just wanted to get that out of the way, and I probably won't talk about Swift Remote Studio again, um, but what I did want to talk about was that, uh, you know, here we are after WWDC ever there's been so many other podcasts that have talked about the content and what's new and, um, but be sure to go check out Paul Hudson's, um, his very, uh, comprehensive overview of what's new in Swift UI. So be sure to do that. And, uh, there's a number of other, uh, resources that you can use. I, I don't want to get into necessarily a review of WWDC and what's new in Swift UI or, or any of those kinds of things. I did do a podcast with Leo Dion. Uh, so check out the Empower apps um, and it's through his company, Bright Digit. So do a search on that and you should find that uh, and uh, check that out because he and I do a little uh, discussion. He actually has several um, episodes all during that WWDC week. So those are interesting to to check out. So so take a look at that. Um, But uh, here we are now. The most important thing that we're dealing with um, or most of us are dealing with or thinking about is the fact that we're in this WWDC uh, beta life uh, kind of period. And uh, it's a a challenge because we have these operating systems that we're dealing with. uh, And so it can be a challenge to manage that. And I'll have... A, uh, suge- a suggestion for that in just a little bit. Uh, one of the thing that uh, things that we have to deal with uh, is that because we have these beta operating systems is that we also have a system to report problems. So one of the things that's kind of like our job is when we find these problems is that we need to file the feedback reports. We used to say, file a radar. Uh, we still we still do, but we're probably dating ourselves if we if we say that, to, because Apple wants us to call them feedback reports. So file those feedback reports and use the Feedback Assistant app to do that. Uh, whether that's in any of the like the iOS betas, uh, the macOS betas, iPadOS, uh, Xcode, any of those things. Um, in fact, uh, one of the things that I filed a report on was actually on the Developer app itself. So there was a, a kind of a, a feature in there that. Um, seemed lacking. So uh, so I went ahead and filed a, a feedback report on that. And what was nice was that I saw that someone else on Twitter had had the, the same idea or same problem. And so um, we were able to show our feedback reports that uh, and actually report two of those. So the more that they get, the more that they can see that it's a problem. So it is important to file those. So, so file that feedback. Uh, so getting to the beta life thing again, uh, we have this main issue as... Uh, Swift and iOS developers that we have these new tools like Xcode, but they're beta also. So um, it can really lead to problems. And um, one of the problems that was pretty serious is that Xcode 14 would clobber the simulators in Xcode 13. And by a clobber, I mean that it would actually uh, do things like uh, make the copy-paste functionality not work. Uh, The toggle for the appearance would stop working. So um, that's the kind of thing that uh, they wanna, we we should be filing feedback on on those kinds of things. But uh, it turns out that um, you're able to, if you run into this problem, um, you can delete the folders in your, uh, it's the library developer uh, directory. Uh, in so that's that's in your the root directory so not in your user directory but so it'd just be slash library slash developer and uh, there's a, a couple in there that you can you can delete and when you launch either xcode 14 or 13 just so you would you would delete it in between the two and it will restore those and then you will you'll have your functionality will return so that's the good news um, another thing is that if you're constantly swapping back and forth between these applications, it can get tedious to do that either by hand or uh, I used to use the command line to use Xcode select. And so um, there's this awesome tool that other folks have been talking about. I've been talking about it before, I think, um, and that's called Xcodes. And during this beta period for uh, Xcode, this is the tool to have because it really helps you get back and move back and forth between your active xcode and it also lets you know when there's new versions available so uh, you can you can uninstall right from there install right from there and it's it's faster than installing from the the website so uh or from the app store so it uh, of course betas you wouldn't get from the at the app store but in any case it's it's a much faster process so I highly recommend that and I'll in- include the um, the link in the show notes but uh, all you have to do is go uh, search for x and you can or xcodes app and it's by robots and pencils so yeah, you should be able to find it, it it's actually available on github so uh, so hopefully that will help that's a sort of a, an app recommendation or tool recommendation for, uh, for uh, iOS developers so hope that helps you So the the next thing that I wanted to talk about is that uh, a while back I was giving progress reports on a a project I was working on called Transformation and uh, I figured I would start uh, giving updates on those. I'm resuming it. Um, However, what I am uh, doing, it, it was originally a UI kit app and I just kind of thought this needs to be SwiftUI now, so I actually rebooted the whole thing, and it's totally fine because I wasn't uh, super far on it anyway. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to uh, moving forward on on this particular project, uh, getting it off the ground again. And the so it's going to be like I said, SwiftUI and NS uh, Persistent CloudKit Container, and uh, with that which incorporates CloudKit and Core Data together. And so I'm using Core Data a lot now in my day-to-day job, uh, so uh, I feel much more um, more comfortable with it at this point, which uh, is great because the good thing about this uh, using NS Persistent CloudKit container is that uh, you can focus on the Core Data things and then just let CloudKit kind of do its its job. There's, I mean, that's g- oversimplification. But uh, I'm really looking forward to using this for syncing. I think it'll make things very simple. And I'm hoping that the app itself, the concept, the way that I'm building it, that it'll work well with that. So we'll see. I I hope I don't have to do something crazy like roll my own backend, but uh, that's a last resort. So uh, I'm going to stick with first-party Apple tools that that they're giving us. It seems reasonable, and uh, I know some folks who are using it um, right now, and what's nice is that you can, you can use their experience. Uh, right. So it's always good to, to, to know, uh, someone who is uh, using the things that you're planning on using. So, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to doing that. The, um, the next thing I wanted to mention there, um, I don't think I mentioned this on a past episode, but, uh, I did an article, uh, for Martian craft, um, on, uh, getting over mental blocks and actually this is something that i have to do all the time so it was very uh fitting i guess that i did this uh, blog post and so uh if you want and what's great about it is that i get uh quotes from other martian craft team members so um i'll put the the link in the show notes and the title is removing mental blocks and but you can just go to the martian craft blog and uh, go take a look at that i think it was actually released in april so um that that should help you find it okay on to the next uh thing and this will be an app spotlight and this is for the app do marks and it's not really a, a developer tool but uh, this is being developed by josh rock of uh, random projects and to call it a bookmark manager is an oversimplification again um it employs this concept of gathering bookmarks or gathering URLs, but then associating them with tasks and to-dos. So uh, it's an excellent tool for productivity, especially if you like to gather uh, those kinds of things. Like I'm constantly gathering websites, articles, blog posts. Uh, It's also good for, let's see, I think I've used it for apps in the app store say, store the link and to so that to come back later because for some reason Apple removed their wishlist. Uh, so that's been handy to use for that. Uh, the URL is you can just go to do marks.app D O M A R K S dot app. And so, yeah, so that is do marks. And, uh, I think, um, one of the recent app stories, podcast episodes, uh, talked about it, John Forhees mentioned it. And so, um, yeah, and he, he recommended it as well, um, and so check it out. Joss, Joss is a friend of mine, so uh, go download that and uh, go start making bookmarks all over, and <laughs> uh, along with the to-do list items. Uh, next up, I do have another productivity tool, and this is called SF Menu Bar. So SF Menu Bar, it's by Jeff Hackworth, and it is ex- pretty much what it sounds like. It's a menu bar item that sits in your menu bar, uh, and it uh, will let you do SF symbols. So right from there, so it's, it's a great utility. I highly recommend you check it out. So just go to the App Store and and search for SF Menu Bar, and you'll find it. And uh, yeah, so Jeff Hackworth is the the author of that, and it's and he keeps updating it too. So that's, it's it's a, a good utility and it's nice to have one that is being updated and so you, at least you know you're always getting the latest stuff. Okay, yeah, so the uh, the last thing that I it was just kind of wanted to mention about why there was a gap in the episodes. I actually did record in between, so uh, what we could call episode 40 and a half it was originally going to be 41 but i just i the, the content of it just I, I couldn't release it 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 was very ranty uh, so i uh, didn't really feel like doing that and so i thought no i'm just going to set that aside and i will uh, just re-record and so that now we have this episode which is much more positive and um, i'm really happy about how this is turning out and looking forward to doing more and so um anyway i think that'll do it for this episode uh, so thank you so much for for listening. And I will uh, catch you on the flip side on iOS Dev Break. Thank you for listening to iOS Dev Break with your host, Evan K. Stone. If you would like to learn more information about the podcast or read the show notes, or if you would like to hear more episodes, go to iosdevbreak.com. You can also find various other ways of supporting the show there. So we encourage you to check it out. You can also follow and tweet feedback and questions to the show on Twitter at iOS DevBreak and please spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. If you would also like to support the show in a monetary way, please go to patreon.com forward slash iOSDevBreak, and there you can find out how to help us out just for a dollar a month. If you are interested in sponsoring a future episode, please send an email to sponsor at iosdevbreak.com. Thank you again for listening to iOS Dev Break. And until next week, we will catch you on the flip side. iOS Dev Break is a production of Interactive Logic.